As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Hoping to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at and illusion is usually king. Streaming live on iHeartRadio. Available as a podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. And you can follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes. You can shoot me an email. The address is RightNowJimDawes at gmail.com. Or call the vent line and leave your rants at 772-245-0750. That number for the vent line is 772-245-0750. So here we are, Friday, the day that the Democrat House managers finally get to complete their uh, psychodrama that they've drug us through all week. You know, what's really odd about it is I only watched uh, limited uh, time of Adam Schiff and him spinning his his web of lies and, and the other House managers, but somehow uh, they're their dishonest presentation has leaked its way into uh, the consciousness of the nation. And really, they have they've drug us through, as I say, the psychodrama that has um, sort of tortured everybody. Even, if, even the people that aren't watching it have been tortured by it because it's become part of the, the, uh, the what is the word, zeitgeist. Uh, zeitgeist. And, uh, man, I am so glad it's about to be over and we're going to finally at long last get to hear from the president's legal team to start pushing back on a lot of these uh these dishonest claims that have put been put out there you know you wonder why uh the founders had the uh the chief justice of the supreme court preside over these things if he's just going to sit there like a bump on a log there's no way that you would be allowed to go in any courtroom in this country and and say um, and and claim to the jury facts that are not in evidence, that facts that are uh, clearly dishonest. Uh, they would be ruled out of order. Uh, they would be stricken from the record. The jury would be admonished to ignore them. And if the lawyers uh, kept doing that, uh, the the judge would call a mistrial and sanction the lawyers. But apparently we've got a process where there's no, um, there's no punishment or, or, or no downside to lying. And this has given Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler, especially uh, the ability to just go, go up there and make claims and uh, insist 
you know, that their lies are, uh, are obvious and uncontested and accepted by everybody. You know, I was uh, wondering yesterday if, if that Senate chamber has any high windows, if, if it sits on the ground floor or whether it's high up and whether there are any windows, because if there are any high windows in that Senate chamber, they need to nail them shut because, some of these senators are liable to jump out before this whole impeachment psychodrama is over. So <laughs> it's been torture all week, pure torture. And, uh, and tonight, uh, Friday night, we're going, I'm going to put myself through some more torture. My, my daughter and her boyfriend were visiting last week and they had us watch, uh, this, this, um, show on netflix dracula the modern version of dracula and they have really put together quite a uh (laughs) a real real horror movie one that doesn't rely on just blood and uh gore like most of the modern horror movies does but gets deeply into a uh, a real well-produced a story that's very true to the uh, the original novels, but does it in such a way that it just scares the stew out of you. There's three three episodes on Netflix, and they wanted to sit down and uh, and binge watch all three. I wasn't able to really get. Uh, well, I didn't even want to finish watching one. I I did. I sat there because everybody else wanted to watch it, but I. <laughs> I had my hands over my eyes looking through my fingers sometimes. It was just too scary. The last um, movie that I saw that was this deeply upsetting was The Exorcist way back in the 70s. And I wrote horror movies off uh, for a long time after that. And then the horror movie genre sort of entered into this uh, this slasher stage with uh, Freddy Krueger and and uh, these other characters that were just you know it was just gore there was no real deep story at bottom of it but that's Dracula series we're going to watch episode two tonight I decided that I can only take one at a time and uh, and I need a break from them and so we're going to watch them on Friday nights sort of like the old Friday night frights that a lot of you may remember growing up you would uh, a- after the the 11 o'clock news, they would have hosts come on and, and most cities had their own hosts in Atlanta. We had, uh, Oh, this guy, I can't remember his name, but, uh, he was, he was the operator of an old cinema in town that, uh, that showed, uh, horror movies. And, and on, uh, on Saturday nights, it would be the midnight movies. They would show Rocky horror, which actually wasn't a horror movie. It was a comedy. But uh, every city had their own host of the Friday Night Frights. I remember down in Florida when I was a, a real small kid, or down here in Florida, I should say, uh, they had this guy that dressed up like Frankenstein with the bolts on his neck and and the square uh, top of his head and everything. When I was out in San Diego, uh, that was back uh, when Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, was doing her thing. She's actually still around and still looks great. She uh, she plays sort of a vampire character. I, I I would let that woman bite my neck. I I can tell you that. But we're gonna watch this uh, 
episode two of Dracula on Netflix tonight, and uh, and then I will be completely wrecked after uh, listening to Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler all week, and and then this Dracula movie. I'm going to be needing some therapy myself. Hey, have you uh, have you sent me your name and email address to be eligible for this drawing to get a free bag of America Pride Roasters coffee? You can find them online at America Pride Roasters. But if you'll send me your email address and your name this afternoon, uh, we will draw a winner, and I will announce it on Monday's show. And uh, you you want to get get in on this? This is some good good Patriot coffee. So we got to talk about impeachment. More impeachment. I can see my, <laughs> I can see my. Um, my ratings going down as people start tuning out to this whole um, impeachment frenzy. I, I'm hoping that a lot of people come back and at long last hear the uh, Republican response. But there was an interesting clip. Uh, you know, Jonathan Turley, who is a Democrat, uh, a professor at George um, George Mason. Uh, yeah, I think it's George Mason University there in Washington, D.C., He's a Democrat, but he pointed out during uh, the House Judiciary hearings that they've assembled the thinnest, weakest case of impeachment in our history. And this notion that you can be able to punish the president for uh, re- uh, appealing to the courts about whether or not his uh, witnesses are, are subject to executive privilege was uh, – was allowed and Turley told them at the time that uh, it would be an abuse of power for them to charge the president with obstruction of justice for uh, appealing to the courts. And Jonathan Turley was one on one of the shows yesterday saying that the, uh, the house impeachment managers have committed a huge blunder here. This is one where the House is completely un- unmoored by history and by the law. Uh, I think that this will go down as one of the greatest historic blunders of a House of Congress and rushing the vote by Christmas. I'm not so sure it was a blunder. I think it was a, a tactical, a very cynical tactical ploy. They knew from the beginning, uh, one, that there was no way that they were going to get 67 senators to vote for impeachment because these um, uh, this event that they're citing um, is not as they characterize it. it. It was not asking for interference in an election. It was Donald Trump doing his job, um, asking about obvious corruption uh, by the previous administration and a current presidential candidate when he stumbled upon it. And the Democrats' whole characterization of that has been deeply dishonest and and it and they haven't proven it they haven't proven it because it's not true but they haven't they certainly haven't proven it they've got a bunch of hearsay and innuendo from obama holdovers from the state department it says that that that's what they believe was happening that's their uh, presumption but they don't have any direct evidence but turley saying that this was a blunder i think uh misses the point A point for the Democrats, Pelosi, Nadler, and Schiff, was never to actually impeach the president. The the point was to gin up another Democrat frenzied hoax, much uh, much similar to the 
the Russia hoax, take that over to the Senate, and then drag the nation through this. So maybe the Trump supporters will get discouraged and stay home, and everybody will just throw in the towel. I played a clip on yesterday's show. I'm going to play a, a clip of a clip, part of a clip, from Victor Davis Hanson, wondering what exactly is the strategy here? Because after the emoluments clause and Stormy Daniels, the 25th Amendment and Mueller and all of this stuff, people are, are sick of it. And they're going to have they want to call witnesses. And I don't think Hunter Biden will be very advantageous for him because it's beginning to look like an enfeebled Joe Biden is our only real viable candidate. So, you don't you want to know what the strategy is. And then- yeah, well, they've got a strategy. I have no doubt they've got a strategy. One of the strategies is to time this in the run-up to the Iowa caucuses to keep Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, and um, and, uh, Bennett, Michael Bennett, cooped up in the Senate chambers listening to Adam Schiff drone on and on with his fantasies. Crazy Maisie Hirono. She was was on the air yesterday, and she said that this whole idea that the Democrats intended to – impeach Donald Trump from the very beginning is just crazy. I think Adam did a really good job of laying out the facts. And then what we got from the president's people were really what I found astounding was they're still saying that uh, we're, we were out to get the president from day one. Some kind of a weird conspiracy theory that I have to say even even Kavanaugh brought out. This They really believe this stuff. I find it incredible. <laughs> it's the crazy conspiracy theory that the Democrats were out to get Donald Trump from the beginning. I mean... These people are totally unmoored from reality. Where has she been for the last two and a half years? She was part of the effort to take out after Donald Trump right after he was elected. Remember the Washington Post? Uh, eight minutes after he gave his his uh, inauguration speech was talking about the effort to impeach Donald Trump has begun. And just in case Crazy Maisie needs any reminder, a reminding of what's gone on ever since Donald Trump was elected president. Here's just a brief montage. Impeachment, impeached. Impeachment, 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 impeachment must go forward. Impeachment, 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 impeachment of President Trump. Impeachment, impeachment. I don't really think this impeachment process is going to take very long. Impeachment, 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 impeach this president. Impeachment, 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 impeach, impeachment, impeach, impeaching, impeach, impeachment, impeaching Donald Trump, impeaching Donald Trump, impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. What they realized when Trump was uh, uh, sworn into office and gave his inauguration speech that basically told the Washington establishment that the way that they've been doing business for the last, oh, 30 or 40 years, using their power to sell out the interests of the American people for their own benefit, their own financial and uh, power interests, was over. That the United States was going to start adopting a nationalist policy and our our uh, our laws and our policies would be driven by what is good for the American nation and the American people. In the quarters of power on K Street in Washington D.C. and in these uh, these editorial boards of the Washington Post and the New York Times, they absolutely freaked out. We can't have that. We can't have this outsider coming to Washington and overturning our gravy train. And so they found this lunatic. Adam Schiff, 
who in his spare time uh, writes screenplays for movies. He is uh, he's putting on this psychodrama up in the Senate, and these poor senators are being forced to sit there through hour after hour of it. But the uh, uh, the media is just enamored of Schiff. They're enchanted by Schiff. Mika Brzezinski on her show yesterday uh, just said, oh, Adam Schiff is a tour de force. He is the greatest thing ever. Oh, in a moment, we're going to show you the key moments from Adam Schiff's opening arguments, mm. laying out the case for President uh-huh. Trump's removal from office. <sighs> By most accounts, it was a virtuoso performance that drew praise from all sides yesterday. Virtuoso. Even Senator Lindsey Graham. It was a stunning Lynn. recitation uh-huh. of the facts that weave together constitutional framing, American history, uh-huh. and Donald Trump's laundry list of abuses of power and obstruction of Congress. He really was weaving a story. There's no doubt about that. He was weaving one of his screenplays with these false narratives. And, uh, and apparently, you know, the opposite side's not allowed to raise any objections or point out that the things that he is saying are, are lies that have been disproven. I played this clip yesterday, but it, it bears repeating. Here's old Jeffrey Tubin, that what passes for a legal expert on CNN saying how amazing Adam Schiff is. Thank you uh, very much. Thank the senator for us as well. Uh, I want to go to Jeffrey Tubin, our chief legal analyst. Uh, he's been watching this very closely. So what did you think of the presentation by the lead house manager, Adam Schiff? I thought it was dazzling. I think he wove through. Uh, <laughs> there's that word wove through. Yes. What a tangled web we weave. When first we practice to deceive and there's a, there's coming in response, the Democrats and, uh, and Chuck Schumer and the mouthpieces in the media have been out there saying, well, the Republicans haven't made their case. Well, that's because the Republicans haven't had their turn yet. It hasn't been time for the Republicans to make their arguments and the, the pre-trial motions or what passes for pre-trial motions in the Senate. The Democrats, uh, you know, use their time to make their case in chief while at the same time arguing, you know, we have overwhelming evidence, but we need more witnesses and evidence. And the, uh, the Republicans sort of confined themselves to arguing on the motions. They didn't argue their case like the Democrats did. But the Republicans, uh, beginning either Saturday or Monday, are going to have their, their chance at bat. I got a clip here of Schiff going on and on about how the lies that he's telling are obvious and undisputed. They can't contest the facts. The president was the key player in the scheme. Everyone was in the loop. He directed the actions of his team. He personally asked the foreign government to investigate his opponent. These facts are not in dispute. Well, they actually are in dispute, Adam. Um, the, the president did ask what, what was going on with Hunter Biden. They were sitting on the board while at the same time Joe Biden was calling for the prosecutor that was investigating his company to be fired. But this whole idea that there was some widespread scheme of a quid pro quo, even you all didn't allege that. And Jay Sekulow, um, in between one of the breaks, uh, pointed that out. 
You, you, you notice that Adam Schiff today talked about quid pro quo. Notice what's not in the articles of impeachment. Allegations or accusations of quid pro quo. That's right. There was no allegations of a quid pro quo. There have been no allegations of bribery or any high crimes or misdemeanors or even low crimes or misdemeanors because they haven't wanted to prove their case. They've just wanted to give Adam Schiff his chance to go up there and write a psychodrama screenplay for the senators that are trapped there listening to it. <laughs> and many of them are, are getting up and, and walking out and going, uh, you know, taking these long bathroom breaks and doing anything to try to get some relief from Adam Schiff's lies. Schumer saying that the, the Republicans aren't making their case. The House managers made a very clear and compelling case, not only on the glaring need for evidence, but also on the gravity of the president's offenses. In stark contrast, the White House defense were unprepared, confused, and totally unconvincing. White House counsel resorted to the kind of histrionics you see on Fox News evening broadcasts rather than any sober-minded argument that could persuade thoughtful senators. (laughs) Well, first, the Republicans haven't made their case. They were arguing motions just because the Democrats uh, used their time when they were supposed to be arguing motions to make their case doesn't mean the Republicans ought to be drawn into that. And uh, just like the Democrats had these 24 hours spread over three days to make their case, the Republicans are going to be up next. I... I kind of doubt that the Republicans are going to punish the senators by taking all of these 24 hours. Of course, then the, the uh, media will say, oh, listen, you know, the, the Republicans didn't even use their full time because they have no defense. No, it's because they don't want to engage in the same exercise that the Democrats have taken us through, repeating ad nauseum their, their case. Their case could have been made in about, Oh, probably four hours. You could have made this case in about four hours. But the Democrats think, well, maybe if we just uh, put this, our case, our web of lies on a loop and say it over and over again, maybe they'll buy into it. I want to go back to the rest of this clip with Adam Schiff claiming his case is undisputed. Ultimately, the question for you is whether the president's undisputed actions require Undisputed. The removal of the 45th president of the United States from office because he abused his office and the public trust by using his power for personal gain, by seeking illicit foreign assistance in his reelection and covering it up. Illicit foreign assistance. He asked about Joe Biden. You're not allowed to ask about Democrats. It's illicit. So my question is, are the, the senators supposed to ignore the fact that Adam Schiff lied for over two years all over the media telling uh, the public that he had overwhelming evidence of collusion, Donald Trump's collusion with Russia, that he had seen the evidence and the evidence was coming, coming out. Are the senators just supposed to pretend none of that happened? That the guy that's up there arguing now that he's got this overwhelming, obvious case was out there lying repeatedly to the public for over two years. Adam Schiff is literally the most discredited politician in Washington, and that's saying something. 
If you're the most dishonest politician in Washington, D.C., and widely recognized as such, maybe you're not the best guy to carry this case. Now, I know the media is absolutely enamored. They're, they're enchanted by Adam Schiff. But, you know, it wasn't that long ago that that same media that is now telling us that Adam Schiff is a master tactician and lawyer was telling us that Michael Avenetti was a master tactician and lawyer and that he was going to be a candidate, a candidate for uh, 2020 and was going to beat Donald Trump. You had Mika Brzezinski, all the talking heads at CNN, Rachel Maddow. Lawrence O'Donnell, Chris Matthews, all of them telling us Avenetti was just unbelievably um, talented lawyer. Now those very same people, without a hint of irony, are turning around and telling us that it's Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff is going to be our savior. Adam Schiff is going to deliver us from the wilderness. We got to come back from a break, or we got to go out to a break when we come back talk a little bit more about impeachment and then we'll get on to other topics send me your name and email for a free bag of apr coffee stick with us we'll be right back whether you host a nightly dinner party for two or five keeping your eating and dining area clean helps keep your mind on the dinner party and not on the cleanup afterwards Viva paper towels clean like cloth, trapping splatters and sauces that could become countertop stains or stuck on messes. And they're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. For an exceptional cloth-like paper towel, there's Viva. Visit vivatowels.com to soak up the clean feeling of home. If you have thyroid eye disease and your eyes feel like they're getting kicked in the backside it might be time to discover another treatment option. To learn more, visit TreatMyTed.com. That's TreatMyTed.com. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. So we have been assured by the Democrats and their media mouthpieces that Adam Schiff is a brilliant, overwhelming lawyer, that he's uh, he's made his convincing case that Donald Trump uh, committed impeachable offenses. So if that's the case, if they really believe that, can we just go ahead and vote? Can the senators just go ahead and vote and put an end to this uh, this psychodrama that the Democrats have orchestrated up in Washington D.C.? Because I'm telling you, that they would they would not have the votes to remove Donald Trump right now. I doubt that they would have. Um, I I, I kind of at this point doubt that any Republicans would vote to. Uh, remove Donald Trump. I think that Jerry Nadler so insulted uh, Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski and John Portman and the rest of the, and Mitt Romney and the rest of the Republican senators that might have been willing to 
uh, flip on Donald Trump that they're going to hold the entire majority. Now, I, I would like to hear the president's arguments, but the Democrats are telling us that Adam Schiff has made an overwhelming case. If that's the case, well, let's go ahead and vote. If you offered them that that option, they wouldn't take it because they know they've not proven their case, that they put on, uh, well, I guess they've put on 16 hours so far, and they're going to put on another eight today of their their repetitive lies. And they, they still will not have the votes to remove this president. They won't even come close to it. One of the smartest things I heard said about Adam Schiff was recognizing the fact that he, uh, you know, he, he has aspirate Hollywood aspirations, showbiz aspirations. He writes screenplays for Hollywood and he is making this, his presentation as if it is a, a screenplay. He is weaving together and, and you got Democrats out there on the air of citing he's weaving a story. He's weaving together a um, a narrative, facts be damned. And uh, and Scott Adams pointed out that Adam Schiff is using uh, Hollywood style dramatics to make his case. So I'm going to give you uh, a demonstration of that. All right, I'll say it first in the way that you would just say it straight, and then I'll say it the way that. Adam Schiff says it to make it sound like it's really bad. The first way is, uh, looks like it's a little overcast today. Might get some rain. All right. Now here's Adam Schiff giving you the same fact. And it's overcast today. We might even see rain. Rain. Because it's overcast. It's overcast today, today, people, today, not tomorrow, not yesterday, today. And it might, I can't say this for sure, but I think we should be worried. It might rain. It might rain hard. It could rain for days. Rain. You know... I don't mean to make too much of this, but the Bible talks about rain. And it talks about rain for 40 days and 40 nights. I can pray. I pray that we don't see that. But we can't guarantee it. We can't take that chance, people. The republic is at stake. Because it might, as I said before, it might rain. It might rain, people. It might rain. Quite a thespian, quite a thespian, this bug-eyed, pencil-nicked, uh, proven liar that the Democrats and the media are now hailing as our deliverance from the evil Trump, who has the, the gall to come in here and improve the economy and keep us out of foreign wars and secure the borders and re- reform our trade deals. We have Adam Schiff, the thespian, the lying, deceitful, proven uh, hoax spinner, Adam Schiff. And then you've got his little troll like sidekick, Jerry Nadler, who was bragging the day after, uh, the house, the Democrats retook the house was overheard by Molly 
Hemingway on uh, a, a train talking on the phone, planning his impeachment before the Ukrainian call was ever made. He was, he was arguing that they're going to put Donald Trump through an impeachment process. Now, Jerry Nadler is not quite as uh, dramatic as Adam Schiff, and he's not a terribly bright little troll either. One of the first things he used his time for during the arguments was accuse the senators, the people that are sitting in judgment of the case he's presenting, of being traitors and engaging in a cover-up. Well, come on, Cliff. So far, I'm sad to say, I see a lot of senators voting for a cover-up, voting to deny witnesses, an absolutely indefensible vote, obviously a treacherous vote, a, tre- a, vo- a, treacherous. a vote against an honest consideration of the evidence of the, against the president, a vote against an honest trial, a vote against the United States. A vote against the, the United States. real trial, States. we know, has witnesses. They're traitors. We urge you to do, the du- to do your duty. You have to do your duty and trial. let us have our way. All the witnesses must be permitted. That's elementary in American justice. Either you want the truth... Or you, and you must permit the witnesses, or you want a shameful cover-up. History will judge. And History so will judge you, and if you don't let us have our way, you are a traitor to the nation. Because we didn't have time to uh, litigate whether or not the, the president invoking his privilege was allowed. We want you to try our case, or to um, do our, make our case for us. And, of course, you remember that that uh, that little uh, performance that Nadler put on was uh, responded to by the president's attorney, Pat Cipollone. Thank you, Mr. Chief Justice, members of the Senate. We came here today to address the false case brought to you by the House managers. Sorry. We've been respectful of the Senate. We've made our arguments to you. And you don't deserve and we don't deserve what just happened. Mr. Nadler came up here and made false allegations against our team. He made false allegations against all of you. He accused you of a cover-up. He's been making false allegations against the president. The only one who should be embarrassed, Mr. Nadler, is you for the way you've addressed this body. This is the United States Senate. You're not in charge here. He thinks he's in charge there, and he's pursuing this uh, this smear against the Republican senators that if they're not willing to take the time to make the case against Donald Trump that the Democrats refused to make in the Senate before this rushed, transparent impeachment that Jonathan Turley says is the biggest uh, abuse of power by the House of Representatives in our history, then 
they're engaged in a cover-up. That little exchange, you might remember, prompted Judge Roberts to, uh, to speak for the first time in this proceeding. I think it is appropriate at this point for me to admonish uh, both the House managers and the President's counsel in equal terms. Well, why would it be in equal terms, Judge Roberts? Pat Cipollone didn't accuse the senators of uh, engaging in a cover-up or being traitors to their nation. Pat Cipollone rose to defend the process and defend the senators who were forced to just sit here and listen to this silently while they're being accused of being traitors. So I guess Judge Roberts doesn't want to be accused by the, the lunatic left of, uh, of being in favor of the Republicans, although I don't see why you would ever be able to make that argument. He's sitting there and letting Adam Schiff tell, enter into evidence one disproven and unproven allegation after another. Uh, to remember that they are addressing the world's greatest deliberative body. One reason it has earned that title is because its members avoid speaking in a manner and using language that is not conducive to civil discourse. Um, in the 1905 Swain trial, a senator objected when one of the managers used the word pettifogging, and the presiding officer said the word ought not to have been used. Well, there's a bunch of pettifogging going on on the Democrats' part. Their whole case is a bunch of pettifogging. And the idea that Roberts would admonish uh, the Republicans in equal measure with, with um, Jerry Nadler's accusations of treason is kind of laughable. All Pat Cipollone was doing was admonishing Jerry Nadler, and he most certainly should have been embarrassed by making those comments, if nothing else, because they were, it was so stupid. If you were in a court of law and you turned around and started casting accusations at the jury that if you don't agree with me, if you don't let me have your way, my way, and at the judge, if you don't approve my motions, you're traitors and engaged in a cover-up, it probably have a mistrial, um, declared he would most certainly lose the case if it ever went to the jury. I got one more clip on this topic. This is Josh Hawley, who actually clerked for John Roberts, saying how extraordinary what uh, Nadler engaged in really was. I thought yesterday was really an extraordinary performance by the House managers. Uh, they managed to alienate senators, uh, attack their own jury. You know, I mean, when you had Representative Nodler up there saying that it would be treacherous for senators to vote against their amendments, this was like at 1230 at night, that it would be a vote against the United States. That, of course, brought an admonishment from the Chief Justice of the United States, and rightly so. So if the point was to go on for 13 hours to no apparent purpose, frequently using rebuttal time just to delay further and to alienate the very senators that they're trying to convince. And I'd say it was a, a raging success on their part. But if the point was to try to convince people, I, I think they're off to a terrible start. So uh, it was clear yesterday that they were not ready for trial, that they did not want to actually proceed to try this case, and that they had no plan to actually persuade senators. I absolutely think if, if they just uh, stopped right now, after the Democrats have presented their case, 
that it's been recognized as being so dishonest and so mendacious, if I can use that word, that, uh, that, that a majority that would include all of the Republicans and maybe a few of the Democrats as well, I'm thinking Doug Jones of Alabama and, and uh, Manchin of uh, West Virginia, they would, they would definitely vote not to, uh, to remove the president. They would vote to acquit. You talk about a mendacious statement. Adam Schiff last week, or this week, I should say, uh, declared that uh, the, the, the reason for all of this is because we cannot trust the American voters to pick the next, next president. We gave them that chance in 2016, and they elected Donald Trump, and they cannot be uh, trusted again because Donald Trump and our fevered brow is illegitimate and engaged in cheating in the elections because he points out the Democrats' corruption. He did it to Hillary Clinton when he pointed out that she deleted 33,000 of her emails that were under subpoena. And he's doing it now by pointing out that Joe Biden was allowing his son to collect millions of dollars in the Ukraine from a corrupt gas company at the same time I was calling for the firing of the prosecutor that was looking into that. That, according to Adam Schiff, is cheating, and so we can't trust the voters. Instead, we are here today to consider a much more grave matter, and that is an attempt to use the powers of the presidency to cheat in an election. For precisely this reason, the president's misconduct cannot be decided at the ballot box. For we cannot be assured that the vote will be fairly won. <laughs> Asking about Joe Biden's corruption is cheating. And we can't trust the voters because we can't be assured that when Donald Trump wins, it'll be a fair election. He's saying right there that the American people may tamper with the next election. That he can have... A, all of the media going after Donald Trump, repeating his lies, but that the American people might reelect Donald Trump anyway. And you know what? We will. Because people are wise to this now, wise to these Democrat hoaxes. They've gone down this well one too many times. And the American people would rather have a prospering economy a president that's keeping us out of foreign wars, that's securing the borders at long last. And the Democrats' response is to put up uh, a, an old establishment Democrat in the form of Joe Biden that's been shown to be corrupt. Or we can have the choice of a lifelong Marxist in the form of Bernie Sanders. You bet the American people can't be uh, trusted to elect a Democrat. Here is Schiff uh, wondering why Donald Trump would not trust the deep state, the same deep state, remember, that tried to prevent him from being elected and then tried to overturn the election once he won and are still in Washington, D.C. in the form of CIA operative Eric Chiaramella and Mr. Vindman at the National Security Council colluding, if you will, 
with Adam Schiff and the Intelligence Committee trying to overturn the election. Here's Schiff wondering, why in the world would Donald Trump trust Rudy Giuliani over the deep state? It's pretty obvious, whether we can say it publicly or we can't say it publicly, we all know what we're dealing here with this president. But does he really need to be removed? And this is why he needs to be removed. Donald Trump chose Rudy Giuliani over his own intelligence agencies. He chose Rudy Giuliani over his own FBI director. The same intelligence agencies and the same FBI that have been shown to have spied on his campaign by dummying up FISA warrants that would allow them to wiretap everybody that his campaign associates spoke with and everybody that those people spoke with. Why in the world would Donald Trump trust his own attorney over the deep state? He chose Rudy Giuliani over his own national security advisors. When all of them were telling him this Ukraine 2016 stuff is kooky, crazy Russian propaganda. Kooky, crazy Russian propaganda, he says. Well, it wasn't kooky, crazy Russian propaganda when it was published in the pages of the New York Times and the Washington Post and when uh, they were actually publishing op-eds from the uh, from the American ambat or the Ukrainian ambassador to America trashing Donald Trump. It was widely acknowledged by everybody that the Ukraine was a, one of the major sources of the disinformation that went into the uh, the bogus dossier. But now it's kooky, crazy, crazy Russian propaganda. Russian he chose propaganda. not to believe them. He chose to believe Rudy Giuliani. That makes him dangerous, He's dangerous. to us, to our country. That was Donald Trump's choice. Now, why would Donald Trump believe a man like Rudy Giuliani? Why would Donald Trump believe a man like Rudy Giuliani? The guy that saved New York, the mayor, America's mayor, the guy that was widely hailed before he, he, um, he worked for Donald Trump. He was a, uh, one of the most effective prosecutors in the Department of Justice, he broke up the crime families in New York along with um, Chris Christie. He's absolutely a beloved figure. Why would he trust Rudy Giuliani instead of the same agencies that tried to interfere in the 2016 election? I just can't imagine that. But Adam Schiff goes on. Over a man like Christopher Ray. Okay, a man like Christopher Ray, who, in response to the uh, Department of Justice Inspector General's report, pointing out that the FISA warrants were uh, issued on uh, false pretenses and doctored documents, his response was, "Oh, we'll we'll put in some training. We're not going to hold anybody accountable for their attempted interference in the." 2016 election or their actual interference we're going to issue a training video why would anyone in their right mind believe rudy giuliani over christopher ray because 
because he wanted to and because what Rudy was offering him was something that would help him personally. He was unwilling to continue to allow the deep state to pervert his his uh, policies and his um, his ability to do his job is basically what Adam Schiff is ar- arguing there. This is the same guy that says we can trust the deep state, but we cannot, under any circumstances, trust the courts. Given the seriousness of the conduct at issue and its persistence, this matter cannot and must not be decided by the courts, which, apart from the presence of the Chief Justice here today, are given no role in impeachments in either the House or the Senate. Being drawn into litigation taking many months or years to complete would provide the president with an opportunity to continue his misconduct. It remains secure in the knowledge that he may tie up the Congress in the courts indefinitely, as he has with Don McGahn, rendering the impeachment power effectively meaningless. Lies, more lies. You know, in the Richard Nixon impeachment, uh, when Richard Nixon invoked executive privileges, the courts resolved those issues in about three months. It went all the way to the Supreme Court because the House of Representatives declared it, uh, you know, uh, uh, an exigent circumstance, and they got rulings within three months. The reason Adam Schiff doesn't trust the courts is because he can't control the courts. He, he like a lot of left-wing people, has this impulse to despotism. He doesn't want anybody... Uh, he, he doesn't want checks and balances. Lindsey Graham said it pretty good about how, how ridiculous this idea that uh, appealing to the courts constitutes obstruction of justice. He withdrew from the Cumberland, Cumber, uh, the deputy uh, national security advisor case where the deputy national security advisor went to court and said, tell me what to do, judge. The House actually withdrew the subpoena. Because they didn't want the court process to stop the impeachment train. They would have the United States Senate create an impeachment process where the president would not be allowed to go to Article Three courts to argue privileges that have been argued in every other impeachment trial. Every other impeachment trial. The courts have no place in this. The president has to do what we say. We have the sole power of impeachment, and therefore we get to tell the president that his executive privilege is illegitimate anytime he invokes it and we want to threaten him with impeachment. In that same, uh, you know, Lindsey Graham gets, gets kind of worked up. He did it in the Kavanaugh case, and he's doing it again in this case. When, when he's pushed so far with these, this Democrat dishonesty that he has to call it out, he, he gets really worked up. If I were the president, I wouldn't cooperate with these guys at all. I'm the same guy that said, you can't fire Mueller. I encouraged him to work with Mueller. Mueller is a man of the law. Schiff, Nadler, and Pelosi impeached this president in 48 days. I wouldn't give them the time of day. They're on a crusade to destroy this man. And they don't care what they destroy in the process of trying to destroy Donald Trump. I do care. They will most certainly destroy the Constitution. They'll destroy 
our our Senate, uh, our, our institutions, they'll destroy the Senate. They'll, they'll call them a bunch of traitors if they don't agree. They've destroyed one institution after another, and they'll continue to do that until somebody stops them. Donald Trump is trying to stop them, and that's why they have um, they've gone on, on this impeachment frenzy. They want to set up a process whereby the president can't invoke his executive privilege. He can't really even engage in his power to um, exercise foreign policy or the House of Representatives will impeach him and he will have no recourse to the courts. What you have here is a, a dangerous usurpation of power by the House of Representatives. And when this started, they didn't even have a majority in the House of Representatives. They just took out after the president on uh, Nancy Pelosi's dictates. And they're frenzied. They're they're determined that uh, Donald Trump is not going to look into Hunter Biden's or Joe Biden's or any of the other Democrat cronies, friends and family that engaged in this corruption in Ukraine. Here's a clip of Joe Biden said saying that uh, nobody has ever said that he did anything wrong. And no one has suggested that my son did anything wrong. He really? went on public on record and did a long interview with, uh, with, with the New Yorker magazine that for the first time I read at whole lately. And he said he made a big mistake going on the board. No one said he did anything wrong, but people say, well, what about the appearance? A lot of people. He said it was a mistake for him had to have done it have said because he, did he didn't wrong. count on thugs like Giuliani and others using it as. So Giuliani's a thug now. A means by which to try to hurt his father. And, and there's nobody has indicated there's a single solitary thing that he did that was inappropriate wrong. There, there he goes with that. Nobody has ever said that he did anything inappropriate or wrong. Just taking the job and lobbying for Burisma, that's what he did wrong. He didn't, he didn't show up for the job. He never went to the Ukraine. He was taking $83,000 a month, over $3 million total, to buy protection from his dad, who was in charge of the Ukrainian policy. I wonder if I've got time for this clip. This... This is Joe Biden. Can't remember the name of the Ukraine. I did fight corruption in 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 that country. In 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 that country. What, what what's the name of the country again? Well, that takes us to the end of this edition and this week, impeachment frenzy week, the psychodrama. Thanks for joining us, and I hope you'll come back here again on Monday for another edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva Paper Towels are for the long haul. 
They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva Paper Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more.